Hello fellow adventurers and welcome back to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I am an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a cooperative fantasy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designer. Today I have one question for you. Why do you buy games? Probably to play them, right? Although some of the games on my shelf um, have never been played, but let's say most people buy games to play them. But why do you buy game A and not game B? Because of a better rating on BoardGameGeek or because of a better rating on a YouTube review channel? Typically, these are the things that draw my attention to a game, but not the actual factor that makes me want to buy the game. Every game has to have something very special, something unique, something that I can immediately understand as an interested person. Something that makes me want to play the game and something that I will never forget. In game design, we call this a hook. A good hook can make the difference between me buying a game or not. And in today's episode, I want to take a closer look on how to come up with a good hook and how to make it so dominant that no one will ever forget about your game. As usual, I will start to define the topic a bit more before we go into the details. So let's find out what a hook actually is. A hook for me is something new, something that makes a game unique, something that makes the game stand out from the crowded board game market. In marketing, we typically call this um, your unique selling proposition, USP. And therefore, the hook is used as the main component to advertise and market your game later. So the goal really is to get people's interest and attention and encourage them to want to try your game. And you want to be able to deliver that message as fast as possible. Um, for example, in an elevator pitch, you would use your hook to describe what makes your game special. And in the end, the hook is the interesting difference between you and your competition. And that is what people will remember one or two days after they heard from your game. I will talk about some examples later, but let me give you one example right away. The unique deck game idea of Keyforge is a great example um, of a very good hook. Here is how they describe the game on their website. Enter a world where anything is possible in Keyforge. In the center of the universe hangs the Crucible, an artificial world built from the pieces of countless planets. Here in the world's first unique deck game, created by legendary designer Richard Garfield, two players step into the roles of mighty archons, racing to forge keys that unlock the Crucible's hidden vaults. With a vast array of creatures, artifacts and abilities and over 104 quadrillion possible decks, every deck is completely one of a kind and no two battles will ever be the same. Only a few minutes after I read this uh, passage for the first time, I couldn't remember that the universe was about a crucible um, that was built from pieces of countless planets. 
I completely forgot about that. I, I didn't remember. But what I remembered was that there are more than 100 quadrillion possible deck possibilities. And that each of these decks is completely unique. And if I buy it, it's my own. So there are no other decks that are completely the same. That was something completely new in the industry. And these are the sentences within that text that resonated with me. And that made me curious to, to, to dig deeper into that game. This hook of buying a unique deck immediately triggered a lot of questions within me. So it made me think about the game. So how is this even possible to combine the cards so that every deck is unique? How can you ensure that uh, during the production process of the game? Um, and how do you make sure that the uh, games are of equal um, power level? So these kind of questions completely um, took over my mind once I read about that game. And this was very, uh, it's a very important aspect of a, of a good hook that you think about the game, that you discuss the, the game and what is in it with other people so that you spread the word. Before we talk about a few more examples of good hooks, let's um, talk a little bit about why you need a hook for your game. The first reason, um, I already touched on that, is really to stand out from the crowd and to get people interested, which in the end hopefully means they buy the game. And to get them interested, you need to advertise your game. Because no game, no matter how good it is, can ever be successful if no one ever plays it. Therefore, the game needs really something you can advertise. And this could be one of many things. It could be a unique game mechanic um, that has never been done before. Or it could be a original theme. Or it could be some other kind of novel execution of anything. The key is that the designer really has to make sure that there is something built into the game that makes someone stop and want to know more about it. Um, I look at so many games every week and only a few of them um, make it to the next stage in which I invest a bit um, more time to inform myself about the game. And typically these are the games that have a very strong hook that also resonates with my personal preferences. And your hook may not work for everyone but it should at least work for your target audience. The second reason why you should have a hook is um, not only for the people who buy your game, but also for, um, for the press and for social media to talk about your game. If you want people to talk about your game or to write an, a blog post about your game, to post uh, something on Instagram about it or to record a YouTube video about it, um, you need to have a hook as well. Try to put yourself into the position of uh, game reviewers or journalists. Their goal is to get the attention of their audience and to generate a lot of clicks and traffic. You can do this better with topics that are provocative and stand out from the crowd. Um, these don't always have to be super provocative topics or disruptive business models. Sometimes it is enough to just be completely different. Let's take Exploding Kittens, for example. The marketing claim for the game is a card game for people who are into kittens and explosions and laser beams. Typically, these things don't belong together, but somehow the idea of Exploding Kittens resonated with a lot of people. And it is novel. I mean, have you heard about Exploding Kittens before the actual game uh, came out? I haven't. So um, 
A great hook is that element of the game that the players, the press and the retailers can all recognize instantly without much explanation. In case of Exploding Kittens, this is definitely the theme and the humor of the game, which makes the game so unique. I mean, it's a very good game on top of that, but I'm pretty sure this game would have not been so successful if it would be played with the standard deck of cards instead of uh, crazy kittens. So the first two reasons why you really need a hook for your game were that you want to grab people's attention and that you want people to remember something about your game and to give them something to um, talk about in order to spread the word for you. The third reason is a completely different one and it requires a completely different hook, typically. Um, the third reason is you want people to keep coming back to your game. So a hook is not only important to sell your game, it can also be very important to make people um, keep coming back to your game. In many games, this can be broken down to two aspects progression and customization. These are for me the two most intrinsically motivating reasons to keep playing a game. And those motivating factors are often part of a good gameplay hook. So for me there is uh, a way to distinguish between those two hooks that we have one advertising hook that we need to grab people's attention and then a gameplay hook um, that helps us to keep up that attention. The advertising hook helps us to sell the first copies of our game and then the gameplay hook helps us to sell even more of that game because people will um, start to recommend our game if we have a good gameplay hook and the same people will also um, buy our expansions. So we will sell even more copies in the end. The main difference between those two types of hooks for me is that you do not have to explain your gameplay hook in the first 2 or 10 or 15 seconds when you talk to somebody or explain your game. Um, that is something that really can unfold during gameplay when, when people sit around the table and play your game. Or even in between sessions when people um, think about how they can um, skill that character the next time they play the game, for example, so in the metagame phase. Okay, then let's start with the advertising hook and see how we can create one um, so the people get interested in our game. And let me clarify an important aspect in advance. Even though the hook becomes most important in the sales phase of our game, we can't just tackle the issue then. We have to think about how to make our game special from the early design stages. Um, so we need to know how to make it stand out. The first step that I um, would advise is um, that you need to define your target audience. As I've mentioned before, a hook is only as good as it fits the target group. That's why it's extremely important to first have a good understanding of um, your target group, which you want to address with your game. Your goal should really be to um, get a very high hook target audience match if this is an expression that makes sense a hook target audience match i don't know let me give you one example wingspan wingspan is a competitive engine building game but it addresses a completely new target audience because it has a very new um, setting it's about um, 
attracting birds to your network of wildlife preserves. With that setting, you probably don't want to target uh, dark fantasy dungeon crawl players. So what I would do in the beginning is I would probably take the time to write half a page of um, information about my target audience. What kind of games do they play? What kind of demographics do they typically have? And what are they uh, drawn to into from games? So what do they like um, before I really think about my hook? As a next step, I want to identify from which area of my game the hook comes from. And in order to do that, you really need to become very good at evaluating hooks. Um, and a great way to do this is to examine uh, the hook of other successful games. And I have come up with a list of areas in which other games have come up with great hooks. And I will go through the list and you can later um, look at each of these areas and think about um, if this is something where your game can come up with a good hook as well. The first uh, area is um, a new perspective on theme or setting. For example, The Darkest Dungeon, um, which is a digital game um, that turned dungeon crawling games around and looks at them from a completely different perspective. Um, the design really explores what um, it would really feel like to be in a terrifying dungeon all day and how this impacts your hero's mental health. The game is not only about leveling up your character and managing new skills, it's more about um, managing the, the stress that the character has from going into the dungeons and uh, to keep them motivated to go uh, into the dungeons again. That is a really new perspective on, on the dungeon crawling genre and um, the hook really is the theme of the game. But that is something that can be very well supported by other areas. For example, uh, the artwork of the game is great and supports the theme. The narrator's voice is great in this game. The soundtrack is great and so on. And all of these areas also support the, um, the hook that is created from a new perspective here. That is pretty much um, the same area um, for the hook that Wingspan comes from um, and also Everdell. Um, both of these games have a less violent setting that, than their competitors, for example, and they attract a whole new target audience. Um, if their target audience, for example, would have been the same dark fantasy um, audience from Darkest Dungeon, they would probably not have been as successful as they are. The next area um, in which you can find um, a hook in your game is um, special game components. For example, let's stay with Everdell. Um, the Ever tree in Everdell is a component that really stands out. It is um, a 3D model of a, a, a tree that is made up of uh, five pieces of a coated chipboard and it really adds a lot to the theme of the game because um, it has an incredible board presence and it gives people a great reason to share your game because it's so easy to make incredibly good looking pictures from the game um, with this ever tree and the great board presence. Another example for a great game component is Mage Wars um, which has this um, spell book in which all of your spells are um, sorted um, as cards and you hold it in your hand and um, at the end feel like a real 
mage um, choosing his spells from um, Spellbook. Also, the um, minis in Warhammer or Kingdom Death, for example, and many other games, um, which look really astonishing, can be um, a way to um, hook people into the game. That's also a good example to talk again about the target audience, because um, let's say you want to um, advertise your game towards players um, that really like minis. But when you write down um, your target audience descriptions, you maybe... um, Um, come up with the idea that these people do not really like to paint the minis. And then a good idea for you could be to um, add painted minis to your um, to your game. And that could be your hook that stands out from other games. This would also um, increase the bot presence of your game and give people a reason to share it because it looks awesome um, to have a game with painted minis. Another area where a hook can come from is a new uh, game mechanic. Um, or a new combination of game mechanics. But this is uh, typically very difficult to come up with because it's not so easy to invent a whole new mechanic for a game. Um, Most um, often games use um, and recombine mechanics that are already there um, in a new and different way, which can also be a very good hook. But if you can come up with an um, entirely new mechanic like uh, deck building in Dominion, for example, or the idea of um, legacy mechanics in games, in which you have a whole bunch of um, components uh, that you add to the game over time, these are just new ideas that people will definitely remember once you explain it to them. But as I mentioned, you don't really have to um, invent new mechanics all the time. Um, Let's take Eon's End as an example. Um, It's also a deck builder, but it didn't invent deck building as a mechanic. It just combined it with a a co-op take on that and with the fantasy theme. And that combination really attracted people. They thought, oh, I really liked... um, Dominion and I can totally see what the the designer is trying to do with um, this co-op take on that. And if if they um, talked about the game a few days after they heard about it, they said, oh, then can you remember that game that is just like Dominion but as a co-op? As you can see from this example, a hook really is what people remember from your game after a few days or hours. The next area in which you can find um, a hook for your game is technology. If we look at other industries like uh, multimedia or um, IT components and hardware, coming up with new technologies in that case is always very disruptive for the entire industry. But it can be a very good unique selling point. When it comes to board games, um, new technology can mean, for example, hybrid games where um, you have still have a board game but you use your um, computer, laptop, um, iPad or, or mobile device to um, support your gaming experience. For example, um, the Lord of the Rings uh, Journey into Middle-Earth game does that quite well. Um, and also does um, the unique deck game idea from, from Keyforge because they facilitate new production methods Um, to be able to um, produce decks that are completely unique and make sure that they are unique. 3D printing is also a new technology that brings new possibilities to the board game market. And um, if you can facilitate on on these new possibilities, you might come up with a good um, hook for, for your game as well. 
For example, printing individual 3D models for people who supported your Kickstarter campaign or something like that. Another area for a good hook is the distribution model. Um, in the 90s, we had the trading card games, the collectible card games that um, came with this uh, distribution model of booster packs and starter packs, which added a lot of randomness to uh, the products that you were receiving when you bought them and also added trading and uh, collecting to the, to the mix. Then a few years later, we were seeing the living card games, which were also a new distribution model where you uh, got the entire set. The randomness was completely removed from the distribution, um, but you still had to buy uh, different packs for new additions, new story elements of the game. And now we have the unique card games like Keyforge, where you um, try to... Uh, find the best possible deck but they remove the deck building completely from the game all of these um, distribution models are some kind of hook and they um, speak to, to to different people but some of them really like it and others don't so um, it always depends on the target group as as, as always but um, i'm pretty sure that there's a lot of innovation coming from new distribution models and also a lot of interest that you can generate with new um, distribution models and then we have uh, other aspects that can more or less support your hook um, and sometimes be a complete hook on their own but typically they are more of on the supportive side of things and these are for example art and design For example, the box art, the logo or the cover image that you post on Kickstarter. Um, all of um, these aspects are very important for the first impression and they can really stick with people. And um, the same is true for the name of your game, for example, and also for um, the narrative or the sneak peek of the narrative that you try to transport when you um, explain your game. And last but not least, IP also plays an important role. I mean, IP can help and IP can uh, even be your main hook. Um, there are, of course, people out there that um, will buy every Star Wars game or Marvel game or Lord of the Rings game that um, is released, no matter how good it is. So if you have a strong IP, this can definitely be a good hook as well. This is a tactic that Fla Fantasy Flight Games uses quite well. The next step after you have identified the area where your hook comes from and you probably have a good idea what your um, hook is or can be, um, your next goal is to make it as clear and digestible as possible. Um, because the key to a good hook is that it is simple and easily to understand. Um, a hook has to grab a person's attention and to do that um, it really has to be very clear and digestible in its message. Um, People need to remember it. What I typically do when I try to formulate a clear and digestible message is um, to write down everything um, that comes uh, to mind with, to, with regards to the hook, um, but limit myself to, let's say, half a page or so. Uh, and then in the next step, I try to make it more precise and try to say the exact same thing with half of the words. And then I repeat that um, and try to say everything that I've said before uh, in just one or two sentences and this typically helps quite a bit to um, to narrow down what the key message the key hook is that you want to deliver with your game 
And when you really describe your hook, think about the experience it will create for your players when they play your game. A good example here is Mage Wars. The hook is the spellbook uh, that holds all your spells. And the experience that it promises is that it gets rid of random drawing, um, something that a lot of people don't like in card games. Um, and you can play whatever you want and do not lose to bad luck, for example. When it comes to legacy games, their um, experience that they try to sell really is new and exciting content, a lot of progression in the game. This is what they try to um, to sell you as, a, as an experience and maybe also surprise elements because a lot of new stuff is added to the game over and over again. Then that is what people want to know, how they will feel when they play your game. Try to play a little bit with, with, with emotions here um, when you try to explain your hook. And when you have your hook, try to find even more hooks. That is an advice that I um, wrote on Jamie Stegmeier's blog um, about Kickstarter campaigns um, because he always tried to check several hooks for each game that he brings to Kickstarter. He wants to have a unique mechanism. He wants to have an eye-catching art. He wants to have a very special things in his campaign to get people excited. So he tries to get more than one hook. And that is what you can do as well. And there's one more advice. Um, because I think when it comes to, to a hook, there really is a first mover advantage. Sometimes it is really enough to be the first one in a certain genre uh, that goes to market with a specific mechanic remember the eons end example as a game that added co-op to the hot new mechanic of uh, deck building and then at the end of your thought process when you have a very good understanding of your hook you uh, probably have written it down you need to test it just talk to people and explain them what your game is about and ask them maybe one day later what they remember the answer will tell you what the hook of the game is, at least for them individually. And then if you ask other peoples and you keep getting the same answer, you know what the, what the real hook is and what you should focus on when you advertise your game. And then there is this other hook that I already mentioned, the gaming hook that keeps people engaged with your game. I already mentioned that I think uh, progress is one of the most important hooks in a game to engage people to come back again. Um, people who feel that they have made some progress towards a certain goal are more committed to achieving that goal even in the long run. Um, Gloomhaven is a great example here. Um, in every session you level up your character uh, to some degree, you get some new gear and you make some progress in the story. The same is true for customization because you build your let's say, character or kingdom or whatsoever during the game and make it your own, something that you built from the ground up. That has also a lot to do with um, making choices and having the feeling that, that, that these choices matter. And if you then somehow manage to transport this kind of progress and customization um, and feeling of achievement across multiple sessions, it can also create another feeling the feeling of losing something when you would stop playing the game all the things that you have achieved so far would be gone for nothing that is called loss aversion um, a very powerful emotion and because people really don't want to lose something they invested so much time and effort in 
they um, are more likely to continue playing your game and of course buying the next expansions another emotion that can uh, lead into a, a good hook is envy because envy is uh, also an emotion which occurs when uh, a person lacks another superior quality or achievement or possession it's all about comparison Let's take Magic the Gathering as an example. Let's say you just started playing, open a few booster packs, uh, build a deck and play against a friend. Um, the experience can be totally fine and you can be very happy with your, with your deck. But then you somehow see another deck from the world champion, for example, on YouTube and, or play against a more experienced player in your local game store and see what he can do with um, all the cards that he has in, in his deck. You might become a little bit jealous and um, want to buy um, additional packs to open the same card that this player has. Another uh, psychological trick is scarcity. Um, scarcity is also a well-known um, trick here because um, you automatically desire items that are scarce or unique. Um, and um, you can use scarcity in games by making not everything equal in your game. Create, for example, unique items and make sure that pl players understand that there are different rarity levels in your game. There are a lot of examples in games that use scarcity. For example, Magic the Gathering with the different rarities in the booster packs or um, Keyforge with dumb cards that are very rare and um, only appear in some decks. And also Kickstarter campaigns um, create some kind of scarcity because a lot of the pledge goals are limited to a certain amount of um, people pledging it and um, that puts a bit of pressure on, um, on the people to invest in the campaign earlier. There's a lot we can learn from psychology when it comes to um, game design and advertising your game and keeping players engaged with your game. But in the end, I think it really depends on whether or not your game is fun. But one more advice on how you can increase the gameplay hook of your game. You should really make sure that the game ends before the people want it to end. Because they are still excited about it and they really want to play again. That, that should be the feeling when, they, when the game ends. They should immediately want to play that game again. Um, and it should not uh, uh, last too long so that everyone is... Uh, kind of bored already and that's it for the show today we talked about two different kind of hooks that are important for for games um, the advertising hook that um, makes people want to learn more about your game that makes people want to buy your game wants to play your game and the gameplay hook that really want makes people want to come back to your game and buy your expansions and invest more time after they played it for the first time. Um, the, the, the advertising hook really isn't specifically a bit of text or an advertising claim. It is just the thing that keeps people looking at your game for more than five seconds. And it really is what people remember when they think about your game, maybe one or two days after they um, heard of it initially. But what the hook is in the end is irrelevant because um, 
what the hook does is the defining factor. A hook really captures and then retains the attention long enough for additional marketing to be addressed and that's it. I mean, you keep people, you make people interested and then you can sell them your game with your whole ideas, your theme, um, your gameplay and everything that belongs to your game. I hope the episode today was helpful for you. Um, I think you should really think about what your hook is um, already during the early design phase of your uh, game design endeavors. And um, yeah, I hope the show and the uh, topics that I talked about today help you a little bit with that. If you enjoyed the show or have any advice on how I could improve um, or any specific topics that you want me to talk about, Please reach out. I love to hear from you. I love to answer um, each and every email um, or message in, on our Discord channel. So you can find all the links to get in contact in the show notes or you can go to my website at nerdlikeaboss.com or find me on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram with the hashtag nerdlikeaboss. So until next week, keep staying on the Nerd Lab hook and nerd like a boss.